91.9 WRW is in Port Huron with the Felix and Tim Sports Show. Yep, Andrew, you did not mention that it was the very last show of the Felix and Tim Sports Show. Yeah, sadly, this is the conclusion. Forever. <laughs> just kidding, maybe. Forever. No, just kidding. Probably forever. But It'll be continued by different people who... I don't really know who because no one has actually showed interest in. Well, no one show. is actually like going to for sure be in radio, and I don't know. Neil will make his pick. Our uh, director, Ronald Neil, will make his selection on who is taking over the show. The draft and, yeah. will be probably sometime next year if you guys are interested in that. Probably be streamed on all major news networks such as channel six yeah i'll just be <laughs> channel six and wrw tv but anyway obviously this is the last show it's a little bit nostalgic kind of reminds the reminds me of our first show that lasted almost mm. what hour and a half yeah i was okay. like one of the longest shows i think i'd ever done and i'm pretty glad none of them lasted that long towards the end of the year i mean yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I mean, the show that lasted like an hour and a half or two hours, we had like a few days to set up. Yeah. And we, we could talk about whatever. Now it's like per week. And we well, usually do it in a day. Technically, if we would have had the same amount of time that we had to do our first show with the amount of like stuff that we've covered just over this year, considering that we covered basically like Three history of sports. <laughs> we, we covered like the entire NHL playoffs. <laughs> yeah. In like one day. And that was just one of our segments. And then the other two were like the entire NBA playoffs. And then the last one was the Lions season. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> we did literally everything. And we basically just covered everything that we would be covering on a weekly basis in one entire show. Yeah. So. <laughs> Glad we don't do that anymore, but honestly, just imagine how long that show would be at this point. Yeah, now we do weather, and it's 81 degrees. What the? It just disappeared. Yeah, well, it's 81 degrees outside. It's really sunny. Highs are in the lower 80s with light. Oh, winds. no. Yeah, it's pretty hot. It's not humid. Air quality alert for St. Clair County in effect until 9 p.m. May 25th, 2018. What? That's tomorrow, isn't What's it? What's an air quality alert? I don't know. No, I feel like this. Well, I guess that's. Dude, that's going until tomorrow at 9 p.m. Lock your doors. Good thing I'm not going stay outside. Stay inside. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to stay inside probably the whole night anyway. Because now that I am in graduation range, I'm set. And I'm not doing anything except for painting because I have a new house. Painting? Yeah, I got to paint my oh. new house. Yeah, so. So there's that, but regardless, it's going to be a nice night regard or besides the air quality alert. I got to look up the I don't know what an air quality alert is. Uh okay, while well, you're looking that up, the rest of today it's sunny highs in the lower 80s, light west winds becoming southwest 5 to 50 miles per hour in the afternoon. Tonight clear lows in the mid 50s, southwest winds 5 to 50 miles per hour. Friday it's going to be sunny in the mid 80s, southwest winds 5 to 50 miles per hour. Nice day to have the senior walkout, whatever, doohickey, cookout thing, or majig, Bob. 
that's taking place in the back parking lot for all the seniors. And we have a slip and slide, which I still don't even know what I'm wearing. I still don't even know what's happening tomorrow. The planning has been subpar for it, See, and actually, it's all kind of just last minute, like, hey, let's do this. Okay. Yeah. When I was talking to my friend, he's a, a underclassman named Jacob. It's Jacob Beam. You know Jacob. And um, he was like, why didn't you guys just do beach day tomorrow since you're going to be wearing, since all of you are basically wearing bathing suits right now, and you're going to have a slip and slide tomorrow. Why? Oh, Friday is just blue and gold day. I, it's... I mean, yeah, it's our last blue and gold day. You know, that's nice. And it's going to be a little nostalgic and considering that me and Felix have been wearing blue and gold since kindergarten on Fridays. The old Charger <sighs> blue and gold. <laughs> well, then we had to go to maroon and gold. Yeah, but everyone wore blue and gold anyway because who Ouch. would ever wear maroon and anything? Who owns maroon and gold? Other than, who owns other maroon? Other than I went to Central. Like, if you go to Central, yeah, we get it. Like. You're going to be dressed in your central gear everywhere, all over the place. But Holland Woods has that dark green. It's they, just they not even, neon it's, green. Not e it's not even like sports. Like, Track usually, track. usually like mascots for schools usually try to be like popular colors, like blue and gold. That's a pretty popular throughout everything. Especially Michigan. And yeah, like we got maize and blue for the Wolverines and blue and gold for a ton of teams. You changed the name. And, yeah, because I had to print it off. <laughs> hey, I don't change it when I print them off. But, yeah, I had to go into the office to print off the papers oh. today because <laughs> the libraries were literally broke. <laughs> they were closed, so I had to go to the office to print off the papers. Yeah, so if you didn't know, we're just going to go. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. We usually make some pretty interesting names for our documents, and uh, they're... They're, they can be a little vulgar at times, but it's just, you know, it's just for the jokes. Obviously, you don't see it. We don't see it, really. Other, it's Actually, it's really just us. We're the only people that I think see we it. take about 10 seconds to name yeah, it. Like just, my, I think the last one was like Draymond. Draymond. <laughs> yeah, Draymond needs to get his bleep kicked. <laughs> Fill in the blanks. And if you agree with it, feel free to text it. Text us and call us. Well, no. actually, don't call us, but if you do want to call us, go ahead. I, I, like, I don't I care. like to talk to people. Um, I, yeah. That same number is always 810-258-3160. 810-258-3160. Our question for this segment is who's going to win the cup this year? I mean, you have a 50 shot, 50% 50 chance at guessing it right. If you text in, you'll seem smart if you get it right. But yeah. if you don't get it right, you know. And, like, it's even You cooler. had a 50% chance anyway. Yeah, it's cool because you're going to have this actually recorded so you can be, like, Oh, yeah, you just, you know, read off your name, and then when I get it, I'm going to read off your name, and I'm going to say, uh, this guy says that Vegas is winning this year in however many games. And if you did get that right, and your friends are like, Vegas, oh, man, I don't believe you, then this is your proof. Vegas could be the first ever team to win the Cup in under 20 games. And right now, they've played, like, I don't know, they have to win in either – if they win in five, it'll be they'll win it in twenty games, which I think will either tie or set the record. If they sweep them; it's nineteen games to win the cup. But if it goes over, I think they tie. I think it was the uh, it was the Gretzky Oilers who oh won it in like twenty. 
So yeah, that's a pretty big accomplishment to yeah, be let me, let me considered. Add it up. Let me add it up. So we got four games in the first round, six games in the second, and five games in the so third. So 15 games right now. So they got to so, yeah. win in five to get to 20. And if they want to get under 20, then they go for the sweep. Yeah, and Washington has done it in about 20. And someone texted in, my dad, <laughs> and he said Vegas in five. Vegas in five, they set the record, or tie. We don't really know what the record is. Felix just brought this up because I, I had no idea this was actually a thing. Yeah. Now, I've never paid attention to those things because it wasn't like last year. Both teams in the NBA were like, they swept every round up until the finals, except for the Cavs, maybe. I, I don't know. LeBron but, seems to always lose. Yeah. He never dominates. He loses and then comes back. And it's like, yay, LeBron. He's the greatest of all time because of that. But it's like. I've actually I've seen a lot of comparisons for uh, LeBron to Russell Westbrook, where at this point it almost looks like he's just stat padding. Because Russell Westbrook. If he, I don't think he's ever going to make it to a, a final other than, you know, obviously he went with, like, Kevin Durant and James Harden on the same team. Like, that's the amount of star power it took for him to make it to the finals. Well, that was, like, James Harden just before his prime. Like, I'm not saying he wasn't good, but. But he was the sixth man of the year. He was good. It, it, we, they, he had to have And KD was, KD was in his prime, I'd say. He was definitely in his prime. I mean, he still kind of is. Russell Westbrook was just hitting his peak. But yeah, I just feel like Russell Westbrook as a player, I I don't see. I just see him as a stat patter. Like I don't see him helping his team as much as people say they do. And like, yeah, the Thunder wouldn't have made the playoffs, but at the same time, the Pacers made the playoffs every year with just Paul George. So like, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, it's not even our segment. The Capitals just won the game last night, uh, four nothing. It was three nothing, and then the empty net goal, of course, or empty net. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they scored later in the game. Pretty sure it was an empty net because there was about four minutes left. They hadn't pulled the goalie when I just stopped watching. But I mean, it's just those last ten minutes of the game where every time Washington touched the puck, they just dumped it back in their zone, and they didn't ice the puck in like the last ten minutes, and they just kept possession and then didn't even keep it in the offensive zone, just dumped it down, and they made sure they won the game and. You know, kind of surprising that Tampa Bay didn't score a single goal when facing eliminate when facing moving on. Yeah, considering that they were one of the hottest, you know, offensive teams in the league. I mean, you got when you think of the hottest teams in the league, you think of Vegas, and then Boston at the end of the season, and Tampa. And considering that Tampa beat Boston in however many games, six games, seven five, games, I think five it's five. Games, Five games. <laughs> they beat them in five games and just tacked on, just tallied on points over and over and over again. It's surprising that Washington was able to hold up as well as they did. And, you know, kudos to them going on into the finals. And this is Ovi's first trip to the finals in his career, which has been 17 Long. seasons. This is his first, considering he is, like, top three in the NHL ever in points. He has only been to – one Stanley Cup. Well, actually, he still hasn't been able to go there. Yeah, so it'll be his first Cup game. It'll be a first for a lot of these Washington players with Backstrom, Kuznetsov, Oshie, Holtby, Oshie. Well, 
I don't know about Oshie. St. Louis might have made the cup. I don't know. When has St. Louis ever made the <laughs> I don't know. When was they, the last time they made the cup? Probably, I would say, 2006. Let's guess. I'm let's just going to guess. What? What's your guess? 1998. I don't know. 1998 and 2006. Last time. The Blues are always in the playoffs. Yeah, because they always get knocked out of the third. Okay, let me see the last time they won a Stanley Cup. <laughs> I actually don't think they've ever won a Stanley Cup. No, I think they have. It's just it wouldn't be in the 2000s. The Blues are the oldest active team to never have won the Stanley <laughs> Cup. Although they played in the stand, the last time they played was 1970. <laughs> that was they they went three times in a row in 1968, 1969, and 1970. So they went three times in a row way back in the day. Lost every single Lost time. Lost three times in a row. Kind of like the Buffalo Bills. They're the oldest active NHL team to never have won a Stanley Cup. I I wonder what teams haven't won a Stanley Cup. I would Columbus. say Arizona. Arizona was close. Arizona, Columbus, they St. Made, Louis. Uh, who else wouldn't? They made it to the finals. I think they made it to the finals. I saw this weird thing. They were like, there was a bunch of teams, and I just see... You know, I see a bunch of Blackhawks and a bunch of, like, L.A. Vancouver never won the Cup. No, Vancouver. L.A. Uh, San Jose hasn't won the Cup either. No. And L.A. just won their first Cup. Well, they won two yeah. in 2014 and 12, I think, or 14 and 16. Something like that. Who else? Um, not any other Canadian teams. I think the only Canadian team did not win the Cup. Well, Winnipeg's franchise. They haven't been in Winnipeg forever. Okay, well, the team that was Atlanta. The, the team with the biggest drought was the is the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they haven't won a, a cup in 48 seasons. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like I mean, if you think about it, though, yeah, that's a long drought, but to win it all, 48 seasons is just a little bit over one per team if every team won it. And... I mean, Arizona hasn't been a franchise for that long. A lot of these teams, it's kind of hard to realize, but, like, a lot of these teams in every organization have just kind of started up. Like, say the Houston Texans, for example, like, you'd think they were around for a while, but they started up in, like, 2000-something, early 2000s. We got the list here. Um, teams with no Stanley Cups, we have the St. Louis Blues, the Buffalo Sabres, oh, yep. Ducks, Capitals. They went to the Stanley Cup once, and they, that was in 1998, and they lost to the Red Capitals Rays. had the worst season ever in San NHL history. Yeah. <laughs> San Jose, Florida, Winnipeg Jets, slash Phoenix Coyotes, because the Coyotes used to be the Jets. They moved to Phoenix, and now they have the new Jets team or whatever. Um, Nashville Predators, Thrashers, oh, and yeah. the new Jets. So none of the Winnipeg Jets <laughs> have ever won a Stanley Cup. The Minnesota Wild. There's a lot of teams that haven't won. They've never even played in a Stanley Cup final, actually. There's only four NFL franchises <laughs> that haven't <laughs> won a Super Bowl. The Thrashers have never won a playoff series. <laughs> I don't think the Thrashers had the chance to play in that many playoff no. series. Uh, and then the Blue Jackets, which I was right. They never won a Stanley Cup. If you that, compare that to the four teams that haven't won a Super Bowl and the two teams that have, haven't played in a Super Bowl, that's insane. Because the NHL has been a, around a lot longer than the NFL. 
The NHL, I think, has... Well, I guess besides it's like MLB... 100, it's the 100 year It's the oldest cup. It's the oldest cup. Yeah, it's their 100-year anniversary, I think. I don't know how old the World Series pennant is, or whatever you call it. Well, I guess it changed a lot, I feel. I don't know. But, like, baseball's been around forever. Yeah. Anyway, let, let me uh, just skip to the Stanley Cup Finals question. So, basically, who are your players to watch in this series? Vegas versus... Um, DC. I would, I would say the goalies. I mean, Flurry's been hot, Hold and obviously, but like Washington, I don't know. It's been kind of a bumpy ride, especially coming into the playoffs, and it kind of seems like they're getting it together. So definitely keep a close eye on, you know, if Hopi plays really bad, Grubauer could come back in, and I mean, last time he came in and started, he got pulled. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But. I would say I would watch them for sure. I would be focused on your fourth line teams because I Vegas has a super you know they got they got uh Ryan Reeves on their team and he's going to be obviously a powerhouse coming in the fourth line but the Capitals fourth line is just one of the hardest hustling team like the lines in the NHL. Like they don't score a lot but they work their butts off and Vegas has got to watch out for that because I've seen clips of them just beating out icings and then scoring right afterwards. And, like, that's that's really cool to see. Uh, what's your prediction? Um, I don't know. I think this year it's really kind of been like anything can happen. Yeah. And I think the Capitals rallied great in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I think Vegas has been really coasting their way through the playoffs. Against really good teams, um, I don't know. It's so hard. Yeah, I, I think this. And year Washington's either, been one of the best teams on the road. Yeah, I think this is this year. It's either going to be a game seven or like a game five. Like it's either going to go all the way to the end or it's going to just end. Uh, I'm going to go with the unpopular opinion and say Washington and six. Um, I'm going to say that. Washington gets a lot of power plays this series, and their top power play line dominates. And, I mean, you can't really blame Fleury when you're a man down. Yeah. But that's my prediction. I'm going to say Washington plays better disciplined hockey, and they end up beating out Vegas in a lot of close games, but game six. I think Vegas just has to keep their composure, and if they can hold out the heat that they had in the first couple rounds, then they should win it in five. So Vegas in five. Okay, bye. Uh, see you next time in the sec- next segment. Whatever. We've got your sports here at the Wave. I'm doing pretty good because Peter Mraz got traded. Yeah! Yeah! Live on air every Thursday afternoon from 3 to 4. Here at the Wave, we play today's best hits like Maroon 5. Just wait. Can you come here, please? Because I want to be with you. Alessia Cara. Stay a minute, just take your time. And Max. Keep listening here at 91.9 FM The Way for today's best hit. I'm a 40-year-old man that walked in there to get his high school diploma. It was very hard for me, but Miss Araceli, she gave me direction. At age 47, Marco finished his high school diploma. 50% of getting your high school diploma is walking through those doors. The other 50% is doing the work. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education.
education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. This is the Felix and Tim Sports Show on 91.9 every Thursday from 3 to 4. Now, here's Felix and Tim. Okay, uh, we don't actually have headphones this time. So I don't know how well. <laughs> so yeah, I don't even hear the music. It's fine. Mine. I don't really care. It's fine. It's over. Yeah, this is it. It's Q 19-minute segment. Um, NBA. Yeah, uh, NBA. I didn't really finish the paper, so. Um, what are your what are your thoughts on? Well, actually, we'll start off with our question yeah. for you guys. So that question is: Who is going to NBA Finals this year? Give us a text. You, I guess you could call us if you really want to. I mean, I'd appreciate it if you did, but text us, 810-258-3160. Who's going to the NBA Finals this year, Felix? Um, I don't know. I said last night that, yeah, Boston won, but so what? I think Boston's win means nothing right now. And I think if Cleveland – no, 3-2, Boston. I said if Cleveland won – it would be a big swing, like it, you know, Cleveland wins it. Then that's that's a big game. Yeah. But since Boston won, I think it's kind of meaningless. I do think Cleveland's going to win Game Six. I think it. And it all comes down to Game Seven, where the Cavs will win by five on the road. Basically. They'll pull off the improbable, and you know, it's, it's going to be the other people stepping up. And then in the West. The Rockets survived the Warriors, but there's no way. Warriors in six. Uh, they went five and six. I honestly... I really loved Harden's dunk on Draymond Green. I think we all did. <laughs> because he just obliterated him. This last game, I watched it live, and I was like, holy. Like, Harden was just driving down, and he was just dribbling down, and then he just rose up with the left hand and just threw it down on Draymond. Who then, you know, as he went up for the block, he had his one hand in the air. His other hand was completely across Harden's chest, and they shoved him to the ground because he doesn't like getting dunked on. And I thought Harden hit his head. Thankfully, he didn't on the hardwood, and he made his free throw for an and one, and Draymond was complaining to the ref about why it was a foul when he shoved Harden to the ground during the dunk. A lot of people around here love Draymond just because of his Michigan State heritage, but... I just, you know, I liked him at the beginning. Yeah, I was I, just like, yeah. I was like, yeah, hey, you know, good. he's from MSU. That's cool. Like, I like that. And now you see him out there and he's doing all this dirty stuff. You got last year where he's kicking people in their genitalia, which that was not cool at all. That that was really not cool considering he kicked like three people in one playoffs. I was like, oh, okay. Honestly, though, I feel like. He's not even a guy that you're like, yeah, I just want him on my team. Like, you're just kind of like, I don't want to see him in the league. Like, <laughs> it's either you play basketball, like, actually play basketball. Because you can be like a player, like, you know, Dennis Rodman. Obviously, Dennis Rodman had his issues as a player, too. But what he did was he found his calling, which was just to get the get the ball and just rebound it and dive everywhere. Yeah, and well, he did that. If you think about it, and Draymond just does. The bad boys yeah. just. Like, yeah, they're a prime example. You're like, why are you hating on Draymond? Because, you know, he's just standing up because they're kind of a weaker team. 
and he's like being their guy who they kind of need in the playoffs. But it's like the bad boys got had fouls called on them like every single game. Yeah, like it's not. And like the every single thing hit. they did was a foul, whistle to whistle. They got. And I mean, it led to stuff after the whistle, but it was never like. Draymond does most of his things after the whistle, and that's the problem. Yeah, it's like under. And it's like subtle. It's weird. It's like it's like subtle. Yeah, he doesn't get called for half of the stuff, and it just gets reviewed the next day. They're like, oh, he actually did kick someone in the nuts. Whoop! We'll give him a a technical or something. So then you know they start the game with a free throw or whatever. You know, it's it's stuff like that where like it requires people to go back. They're like, oh, we didn't see it during the game, but like you can clearly see him just raising his leg up and kicking someone in the nuts or, like, elbowing or punching someone or just... At this point, we just know it's intentional. Yeah, it's... He can't just say that it's, like, on accident when it happens, like, all the time. Like, yeah, if it happens on accident once, like, when CP3 elbowed someone in the butt, like, yeah, okay, it was clear that you did that, but, like, you know, if it was a one-time thing, like, you know, big deal. Like, it happens. But I just – that's just weird to me. I don't understand why he's still just kind of chilling in the league with he – I don't know, whatever. Basically, though, when uh, you were talking about Boston and the uh, Cavs, I feel like that pivotal game is winning the next game. Because obviously yeah, – Yeah, game the, six. Yeah, obviously if, the, if Boston wins this game, then they win the series. Like, yes. But I just feel like if the Cavs win this game, they're not – like the Celtics will not win game seven. There is no way that if they lose game six that they win game seven. It doesn't matter if they're at home, if they're away. It it doesn't matter. If LeBron can get, like, on a streak, then he's going to continue that streak throughout the rest of the series, and he's going to destroy them. And, like, I just don't want to see that happen to the Celtics. They just need to win game six, and they need to focus on winning game six and not just rebounding and waiting to go home and play game seven in Boston. Yeah, that, that you is the can't, last thing that they the need. The Celtics can't bank on the fact that, like, hey, guys, we're going home, like, after the game. Like, if they lose game six, they need to be like, oh, my gosh, guys, like, like it's time to, to ramp it up. To buckle down. And play like we never get, have. You're because gonna you're you're going to face LeBron in game seven form. He's literally – I don't even think he's lost a game seven in his career. No. I don't think he's Besides lost Besides maybe the seven. finals. Yeah, and I don't even – he no, when he was on the night. verge of Game Seven against the Spurs, he still won. I don't they know. They won Game like, Six, and I feel like he he'd be like I think seven. he'd be like nine and one is what I'd say in Game Seven. On Game Seven, because like yeah, he just he doesn't lose series. He doesn't lose the series when he forces it to Game Seven. Yeah, if he forces Game Seven, he's going to. And win he's that a series. player that's a pivotal person. Like he can make it happen. Not many players can say that in the league, but LeBron can make it happen. I, I honestly, I used to not like LeBron when he was on the Heat, like whatever. I still don't really particularly like LeBron, but at the same time, I love the way he plays now because it's so smart. It's such a developed game. It's such a well-rounded game. He's not going for triple doubles. He just gets 12 assists and ends up scoring 25 points. It's not like the LeBron at the Heat that would miss the game-winning shot and you know, shoot 30% but still have 45 points because he shot 40 times and passed to only Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. Like, he's this guy who passes the ball around. They find the open shot. But, you know, the other Cavaliers, it seems like basically they have a great career until they go to the Cavs. And that's like, oh, there we go. And because it's literally like, 
Jordan Clarkson, great player on Lakers. Oh, now you don't even know who he is. George Hill, yeah, he, he's okay. I think I think he's only lost. Wait. Uh, who else? Kevin lost. Love, he kind of just went to like die in Cleveland because he was way better in Minnesota. Yeah, he was probably the best. The best version of Kevin Love. He had like a 22. Yeah, every single person that goes to a LeBron team dies. Besides Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, which were his ultimate sidekicks, Kyrie left and has a better thing. And I'm just, I I'm just, not saying Kyrie was bad with LeBron, but I'm saying Kyrie is way better on the Celtics. Everyone was like, yeah, Kyrie's going to suck without LeBron. And he literally proved him wrong and like was averaging. Led their team to like a 25-5 and start. Like that was the best start the Celtics had had in like four years. Like, And the Celtics were still a two out, seed. Yeah, and then like, I mean, obviously last year they were – they were good because Isaiah Thomas was, you know, he was a legitimate player. But, like, once Isaiah Thomas left and, you know, you know Isaiah Thomas, he's a guy that just runs up and he's going to score the ball basically, you know, eight times out of ten whenever he comes up the floor. And now you add, like, a Kyrie version of the player into the mix where he's going to score seven out of ten times, but he's going to pass that ball, you know, five, six more times a game. Like, he's going to average those double-doubles and he's going to make those – nice plays with the ball yeah. and like he he's a serious player he's a better version of a point guard than isaiah thomas the best isaiah thomas is a better scorer. the best That's point guard in the league to me it's irving i think it's rajon rondo um second would you know probably be curry i think rondo's one and of the best point in the league yeah i would say rondo's up there but He's just he's not like a top point guard just because of the way he can't really control a game. Actually, you know, here, here uh, here's my list. You got your list. My list is Chris Paul at number 1. He is the best point guard in the league. I was giving him doubts at the beginning of the year, but I just watching him in the playoffs where he can consistently score 40 points, make very good plays, you know, using his teammates and averaging like 10 assists a game, and he gets rebounds here and there too. Like he's He's one of the best point guards in the league, and I, I said Rondo is my number two basically because he is the definition of a ball-distributing point guard. Like, he is not going to go out there to shoot and go for double-digit points. He's going to go out there and drop good passes for the entirety of the game. Like, you saw him this year. He dropped, like, 22, 24 assists in a game. I think uh, like that's, we, that's the definition I think of a point we're guard. both wrong because uh, the way money talks – Mike Connolly's the best point guard Mike in the league. Con well, okay, here's the thing. Mike Connolly, when the Grizzlies were a serious, and by serious I mean they were actual contenders. Seventh seed. They were actual contenders because, I mean, hey, they actually had a pretty good season where they went to the East, they went to the West Concert, or Western Conference Finals against the Spurs once. That was that was the serious, you know, that was a serious team. Mike Connolly was. I remember because wasn't that when uh, – Vince Carter hit the buzzer-beating three from the corner yep. to, like, force game yep. six or seven or something, and then that they lost. When, yeah, that was when he played for the Grizzlies. That was legit because the Grizzlies had a serious team. Marcus Gasol was playing his butt off. He was earning – that's why he earned that max contract, or that's why he deserves to earn that max contract. This season has just kind of been an absolute mess. Mike Conley's been injured the whole season. But that, that team, that Memphis Grizzlies team, was one of the best – teams i had seen in a long time like i respected them 
immensely just because of the fact that like no one ever saw the Grizzlies as like a serious contender in the West, and they went out there and proved everyone wrong. And you know, number that's... number thirty on the starting point guard list, whoever plays for the Bucks. <laughs> Eric Bledsoe. Oh yeah, Eric Bledsoe. He's not very good. He's an athletic point guard. With... Wait, who's the Suns point guard? <laughs> um. Yeah, Alfred Payton. <laughs> oh no. He he came oh, from Magic. No. I actually heard he cut his He's hair. He's not a starter. Yeah, I don't think he is. Um The Knicks no. have been having point guard woes. <laughs> the Knicks, I I may be a diehard Knicks fan, but that doesn't mean I can point out where our flaws are. And one of our major flaws is there. Which Losing. I think I think we're making strides. They're making good plays. Uh obviously it was an interesting pickup to uh, to take. Um, I can't remember his name, but he used to play for the Nuggets. He was the point guard. He went to China to play for his rookie season, but he's he's a six five point guard. He has serious, you know, skill and ability. He just doesn't know how to use it. So I feel like that's going to be an interesting thing to see next season. But regardless, I don't even know where we went with this. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, uh, back out. back to the finals. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I think it's up to game six here in Boston and uh, Cleveland. Whoever wins will, you know, obviously yeah, Boston will win the series, but if Cleveland wins it, that then they're going to win Yeah, the that's it, because I just feel like um, there is no game six. Golden State sweeps the rest of the series. You know, when the Rockets win, they barely win. Uh, I guess besides game two, which the Warriors just played like garbage. I just feel like and the Rockets have a chance in this one, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt no. and say they win it in seven. Okay, whatever. Unpopular opinion. Um, I have the Rockets winning. Like, I had the Rockets winning the finals, and, like, I that was just kind of my pick. I never actually made a bracket. I just said I think the Rockets are going to win. And, you know, they're doing good against the Warriors, but I don't. I don't know. It's just I don't think they've they been too low, and it's hard to guard Kevin Durant when he just gets on fire. He can literally shoot from anywhere on the court. It doesn't literally even matter. Really shoot for anywhere, and no one can contest him. And even if he does get contested, he's like, you know what? I don't really feel like I like this shot that much. He's being triple teamed, and then he can just pass it to Steph Curry, and Steph Curry can shoot the three. And if he's getting double teamed, then but no one. No okay, one here's my question: How bad? Will this be for the NBA if Cleveland and Golden State go to the finals? I just, I feel like that's it. Like, no one wants to see that again. Obviously, there are people across the world that are like, oh, yeah, Golden State is my favorite team. And it's like, can you even name, like, five of the players that played before Steph Curry? Because, honestly. I can't either. Yeah, because not a lot of people actually know that their starting power forward was Ronnie Turioff. Do you know who Ronnie Turioff is? (laughs) He's probably the goofiest-looking power forward I've ever seen in my life. He's got these long dreads. I mean, I think he still plays in the league now. He's about almost 35. He plays for, like, the Orlando Magic. Golden State literally turned around so fast. Yeah, it was just they, they used to have Monte Ellis, and how many people actually know who Monte Ellis is? He was the guy they were going to trade. They they were going to keep uh, Monte Ellis, and they were going to use him as their their master, the whatever, their key player on the team. They were going to trade Steph Curry. Shoulda. Not not a lot of people know who Monte is, but I think he plays in Shanghai. 
just like Brandon Jennings and all those players. But that's just the thing is like, I feel like a lot of Golden State. Golden fan State base just made just, some good decisions that led to good players and eventually led to big signings and players that are weak. Here's okay. I got I got a good topic here. This is a question because uh, if most of you didn't know, or if you didn't know, um, back in 2011, Chris Paul was supposed to be traded to the Los Angeles Lakers for Lamar Odom, and the trade got um, it got denied by Donald Sterling because he thought it would be too overpowered to have uh, Chris Paul play with a uh, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. So, do you think that? the general manager should have did the same thing with Kevin Durant, considering that he took half as much money as he could have been making just to play for a team that was obviously going to win that season. Yeah, but it's not a trade. I know, but he can block it's a anything signing. he wants. Yeah, he, that's not even a fair signing. Like, yeah, why but would you then... sign someone for why – why is that fair? He literally took the biggest pay cut possible. Yeah, but it's like – It was like $80 million. It's, it's the same thing because that would be like saying, oh, well, you have to sign where the biggest contract is. Like Tim Duncan took pay cuts to play in San Antonio, and I'm pretty sure all three of them took pay cuts That's the difference. Is like for the they, organization. They did it to keep the team alive. He did it to make a dynasty. Yeah, to make a completely unfair league. That's why it's not fair. That's that's why I think someone should have stepped in and been like, okay, hey, you can't just cut your contract in half when you are obviously a all-star. This is a rising star team that just made it to the finals. They may have lost, but that doesn't make it fair for you to be the fifth all-star on their team just to, yeah. just to win that season. Like, I don't see that as fair. If you honestly think... I mean, after 2011, the Lakers just, they just died. Lamar Odom, he, um, some things happened with him, and I don't think he played after that season. He got in trouble. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, he, um, he did some things. He got caught with some illegal drugs, and he is in rehab. Well, there's right always now. things that he did. There's always other people that he was better than. Yeah. I mean, I just heard a report off of uh, Barstool Sports, and Richie Incognito threw a dumbbell at someone in the gym. Okay, when was this? It was, was a this, random person. Was this recent? Like, yeah, like three days ago. Richie Incognito is literally the... I don't even... I remember... He's he, an, was, uh, he was he's the an, bullying scandal. Do you remember that? Yeah, he was... In like 2012? Yeah, he was the offensive lineman that was apparently yes. racist, and so they cut him... He got re-signed, and then he got re-cut. And it's just like, he's just had a wreck. And it's like the whole... a dumbbell at someone. Yeah, and the caption was like, just checking in to see if Richie Incognito's okay. Oh, looks like everything's normal. He's back to normal. There's just... uh, There's some pretty bad... uh, We're going to cover Bad faces of sports. But anyway, uh, who do you take in the NBA Finals? Uh... To win it all, just these four teams. Celtics. I'm going to say the Warriors. Sad but true. All right. We're going to be talking about Richie Cognito up next. Keep it here. No. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one even though I need help now and then. 
If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. 91.9 FM, the wave sounds like... With 91.9 FM, The Wave. The Felix and Tim Sports Show is on air live every Thursday afternoon from 3 to 4. I wish there was like a, a gavel sound effect, but I'll make one. Okay, let me just... 7 and 1. Whoa. Join us for sports talk and comedy with the Felix and Tim Sports Show every Thursday afternoon from 3 to 4. Okay, we are now figuring out where the flash drive is, so... Where's the flash drive? I honestly, I don't know where the flash drive is, but... Yeah. So that's that's the kind of day we're having right now. It's uh, beach day at Port Huron Northern for the seniors, like me and Felix. Um, Felix has been... Where's the flash drive? We, we can't find the flash drive, so that's our main issue at the moment. Um, that would be the only way we can upload our show, which is the last show. It's, uh, it's kind of important to us that we actually get this up. But to uh, kick it off, obviously this is the NFL segment, but we're going to start off with the weather. So... Currently, it is 80 degrees. Uh, it's sunny, same as it was 20 minutes ago. Highs in the lower 80s. It's about 45% humidity, so it's not too bad outside. Uh, tonight, expect clear with lows in the mid-50s. Southwest winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Tomorrow, basically the same thing. Highs in the mid-80s, also sunny, slightly windy. And we still got that air quality alert for St. Clair County, which I looked that up earlier, and... The Air Quality Index, AQI, is the number used by government agencies to communicate to the public how polluted the air currently is or how polluted it is forecast to become. So, I... No, I think air quality means that it's... Like, the mic isn't even on. <laughs> no, I think it's like uh, it's it's uh, unsafe to be outside and breathing the air. I don't know what that Great. means. I don't know why the air quality is so... It bad it i don't I, I like obviously we're having a lot of construction around town if, if you didn't already know i mean it's pretty obvious just all the way down uh i think Grove. pollution is like it means like humidity or something not i don't think pollution, pollution. air quality I don't, I don't feel like it means humidity i feel like air quality is just something that's natural well the air quality is like how polluted the air is so, like, an air quality advisory means that the AQI exceeds or is expected to exceed the level of ozone or fine particle standard. I don't know. Okay, well. I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, in this. I'd, it's just hot, and it's going to be hard to breathe. Yeah, it, that's why it's going to be hard to breathe. Is cause you're, <laughs> it's gonna be Tape so your weird. windows. I don't know. It's going to be so freaking hot. Anyway, I feel like there's no precaution and no need to worry about this warning. Yeah. Um, so basically, I'm taking no measure. Yeah, I don't think any of us are really going to take measure. I'm going home and making cookies for my last day. I'm not in Spanish. And um, yeah, after that, we'll see how much time I have to do anything else because making cookies takes a while. Yeah. Last time, me and Felix made uh, popcorn for this class. 
it would we made a, an entire trash bag filled with popcorn. That took a while too. <laughs> it was all homemade popcorn. It was no, you know, uh, bagged popcorn in the microwave. It was legitimate popcorn kernels, and we just popped those puppies. Put a bunch of cheese and butter and salt, and that sounds really good right now. <sighs> okay, we're talking about the anyway. NFL. Yeah, time to get a little serious here. So our question is: Will the viewers go up or down because of this new rule that's been in place? Uh, the, about right the national the anthem, yeah. and I'm saying, will the viewers go down? But not only the viewers, but also, what about attendance at the actual game? I don't feel like. Do you think that would go down because of this issue? So, here's what I wrote on the little thing. I'm just gonna read it off to you, and I did my best to not uh, put my political opinion and yeah. whatever it I'll means. Read off the points after. But yeah, I. Made it as factual as I could with all the resources that I looked up on this issue. So here's what I had to write. Yay, politics. As sports fans, we don't usually like politics and tend to just stick to sports. Now in every sport, they are so closely knotted that it's hard to avoid politics in any public outgo or outing. The fact of the matter is, no matter what sport it is, owners own the league. They're old, rich men who like to see order and organize events and are very traditionalistic. These new movements don't go too well with them, and we can't argue. No matter how much fans can possibly whine about what the owners decide, nothing is going to change. As a fan, you have the right to do whatever you want. Other people who shame you for it should just shut up. If we as fans can't control what the owners or the league does to the players and team and teams of our favorite leagues. It's their choice, and we shouldn't be mad about it because it's, that's their job and business. We're just here for sports. Don't let politics get into the way of sports too much because I personally think that's a shame to see such successful and prosperous organizations like going this path and losing attendance and uh, having this controversy. It's just damaging to them and their fan bases. It's sad to see, but, there are, but here are some of my unbiased facts about the NFL rule changes. Yeah, We've got some so, bullet points here. Yeah, so as the changes are, as the changes go, we got the players that are on the field during the playing of the national anthem must be standing and if you aren't standing then you don't have to, but you must return to your locker room for the anthem. Uh, the NFL has the authority to find any team that has players that do not stand on the field. New York Jets chairman Christopher Johnson told reporters that he will pay any fine that results from protest because he wants his players to have the right to protest. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, the owners had to vote for this new rule, and the 49ers owner uh, withstanded from voting. Yikes. And then uh, my little final thing about this here that I wrote is, as far as I feel about the this, the truth is I don't really care. As fans, this is the NFL's problem, and if you are that affected by this, then you aren't forced to watch. I love football and continue to watch it every Sunday because I enjoy it, but I don't enjoy the politics that separate so many people from sports because they're torn between politics and sports. I don't think it should ever really come down to that, but that's just the reality. Basically, I just feel like with the whole standing for the national anthem and or kneeling, obviously there is a reason why people are doing it. But like I've said in the past, I think this might just be the wrong way of going about it because uh, the national anthem is really important to you know, our veterans and the people in our guard. And I don't think it's fair to them because, honestly, they're not doing anything. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of a, a police-based protest from what I know. 
and um i think they're protesting just, something that's it's it's such a justice. such a big it's such a big group like you can't i don't think you should protest it because there's so many great people that serve for us and you know do great things that aren't involved but there's those few bad apples that ruin it for everyone and i think it's just, it just sucks and i get their protest and I just think the league, you know, was kind of forced to do this almost because they don't want everyone else seeing this example. And, I mean, especially with college sports, they do not want to see, you know, anything Same like thing, this on their field it, because yeah. that reflects the whole entire college. Yeah, you can't you can't be doing that because there are it, – it spreads further – than what they wanted to do. Obviously, this is getting the message across that something is wrong and that people are upset about whatever is going on in the world, and that is great. That is, that's exactly what they want, and it's perfect. The only issue is that it's affecting people whose jobs are to protect, you know, to protect us from you know, other people around the world that want to hurt us. And that's not fair to them because they, they worked and they fought and they did everything they possibly could to, to protect us, and it's just the wrong way of going about spreading uh, the movement. And yeah, I just and I feel I, like it's I, good. It's a good purpose. I just, just I just compared this to like you know when the NBA wanted to wear those warm up shirts and you know they got declined, and it's just that's, like yeah, that's fine. You know, that's owners fine. owners can do what they want because it's their team. They choose to represent it how they want, and maybe some owners are liberal and some owners are conservative. But you can't get mad at this because this isn't subjective. This is where the owners got in a meeting and all voted on whether it should be or shouldn't be in the league. And, you know, obviously it got passed. So this is the way that we're going to approach it because it's the way that we see the most people want it. And I don't think I don't think the NFL handled this wrong. I think they maybe took it a little extreme. And I think, you know, it's going to upset some people no matter what they do. But... I think in the end, it's just a sporting event. And a lot of these players are role models. And, you know, when I was little, I hated, you know, when I was growing up and watching SportsCenter every day, I remember when I had to watch um, Joe Paterno and that whole thing with Penn State. And it was like, first off, I didn't even understand. And second off, that lasted for months. And it was just on the bottom line every single day. And there were so many stories on it. It was like I was getting an update on every second what the police report was on Joe Paterno, and I was like, you know, I'm just watching for sports. I'm just watching for recaps yeah, and it's you know analysis, and it's just it's such a different aspect of sports that a lot of these fans and a lot of these people, especially with their families and you know younger kids that watch some of the sports just they just could use without and i think it sucks growing up especially if you're a little kid and you know you're growing up and watching the sports to be watching this stuff because as kids it's not what we want to watch we want to watch you know all the dunks and all the cool things and it gets so broken up and i i just i just feel like it's not what sports are made out to be and you know you have to make rules about it because at this point it's affecting their business so something had to be done, and no matter what way they went, nothing is going to be perfect. And it just kind of sucks that this interferes with, you know, like I said, such a great and you know, prosperous organizations. 
like these major four sports. Yeah. And it just it sucks that they have to be so closely intertwined. And it's just, like I said, it, it's something that you don't want to see. And, and you really don't want to hear about it. If I'm at a sports game, I don't want to get made fun of if I don't stand for the anthem or, you know, whatever happens. Yeah. I don't, like, you know, I feel like everyone is like, everyone says, like, oh, freedom of speech. Like, yes, I respect your opinion, but. You don't always have to publicly announce your opinion. Yeah. Like, have you ever been in an elementary school where they say keep your hands to yourself? Like, we should just start doing that. Just <laughs> keep your hands to yourself, America. Honestly, you just got to. I'm running for president. Keep your hands to yourself, socialists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically, I think it's 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 something that the league had to do, like you said. Uh, but obviously, that shouldn't give the players the right to pro- or that shouldn't take away the right for players to protest. And honestly, it's just and and, and I agree with the with some of the owners saying they're going to pay the fines. The owners yeah, are going to that's good for them. The owners that's and chairmen are going to handle this differently, and you know we'll see how this plays out. And some people have just been saying don't play the national anthem like it's it's not that big of a part. And I mean, and it is you know kind of true in that aspect to where maybe you should only play it at the super bowl like hey that's the big one that everyone watches so at least some people hear it once but and then you got fergie who sang it very interestingly at the all-star game this year so you know it's just the national anthem it's just the national anthem we move on after a minute and we enjoy our sports it's not a big deal it's the national anthem. Tune it out if you don't like it. And if you do like it and respect it, then do your thing. Yeah. Let's keep our hands to ourselves, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, get to the coin toss. <laughs> right. Whatever. All right, Felix. So now that we are basically uh, hitting the last five minutes of the show, we're going to do a little <coughs> farewell. I mean, I think we can go over some of our favorite moments from the show. Probably, you know, we're going to actually know we can go over all of our unrecorded, oh my unuploaded, gosh. our There's uh, so lost. many, and I feel so bad. This is episode 17, and it probably should be like episode 26. Yeah, because we've lost a lot. <laughs> we've had there, yeah, there's been a lot. And if, if like, you listen to the podcast... I mean, that's good, but if, if you listen to it live, you've definitely heard a lot more. Yeah, you know a lot more of the stuff that we're talking about because we do reference a lot of other shows. It's just our issue is the fact that those shows never got recorded just because of how Two, actually, I, I was pretty mad. Two this year were one really, really yeah. good. Two of them, I know the exact two. We had one where Andrew was looking for good clips to put in our little promos, because you guys know the promos, where we you know, take it to the applause, and then uh, Peter, Merez, or Peter Merezic got traded, uh, the gavel noise, you know, stuff like that. And we had this one where we were talking about the NBA. We were talking about the Pistons. And um, in the Pistons podcast, I think I, I brought up... Pulled up the roster. I pulled up the roster, and we were talking about the point guards, and we were just scrolling through. We were like, you know who the heck is this guy? And he's a point guard. He's like five foot four. <laughs> I was like, 
how did this guy get in the league? I don't even remember what I said. We He's were, like from Oakland. Yeah, he went to Oakland. He got pulled up for one game. Yeah. I don't even remember what we were talking about though, but it was just it was like really funny. Like Cuz it was it was someone that was old. I think it was Ish Smith and I called him Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? This guy's more of a Yoda than Ish Smith. He's like 5 foot 4. And we did our Yoda impressions, which I wish would have been on the promo. But that <laughs> that's okay. We that lost was... I think the other one we lost was the trade deadline one. Or no. That one was the one where we recorded it, and we set the recording destination to the flash drive, and apparently we didn't know it recorded like that. You have to put it to the desktop. And then you upload it to the flash drive. Yeah, so we just we just were like, oh, shortcut, put it on the flash drive, <laughs> and it turns out that it just can't vanished. No, no, you can't do that. So we had shows like that. I think we got to keep our um, love it or hate it valentine's day special right i don't know i don't know that one was a fun one i enjoyed that i i liked i liked being able to do our shows where they had like a a theme it was like a stupid goofy theme but it, it was one of those things where we were just able to just have fun with it and just talk about sports but you know make it into it's something in a, it's in a different aspect and that's what makes sports shows sports shows no matter what is that it's different. that your aspect of it and listening to interesting facts and having your own take on it and doing things a certain way like i mean <laughs> i think my favorite sports show right now is part of the interruption or uh not part of the interruption uh see or no <laughs> yeah is that, is that what it's even called no i think that's the game but uh, it's uh shoot i knew i know what because part of the interruption is the one with like uh the two guys and around the horns the one with four around the horns pretty fun I like that show. But it's like, yeah, he's got his dad there who clearly knows nothing about sports besides the time that he's been doing the show. He's like And he just 60, messes around. 70. <laughs> you know, it's 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 a fun show. They take fun spins on things and like that was what I liked is that even I'd get text, you know, like after the show and I'd have these people that have never watched a day a game of sports in their life. They could care less about sports and they were just like, "You know what? Some of these things that you were talking about it was like it just made sense, you know. It was it was it was those things that just I felt like it made our show different, and it made people want to listen. And even though we only got like six total viewers, it was one of those things where like people did enjoy it and they liked oh, it. Oh, highly questionable. Highly questionable. That's the name of it. Good show. You should check that out. It's on ESPN, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you know that it's just every sports show has a different take on it, and. You know, it, it's it's fun to have your own opinion and express your opinions in different ways. And, you know, it, it's been fun doing that for 17 ep recorded episodes. <laughs> More. So, yeah. But, honestly, this was one of the best experiences of high school for me. And I don't think I'm ever going to forget it. It's obviously going to be recorded forever. But that this was, like, one of the best things I ever did. Yeah. And... To be the first podcast ever started on this station is pretty cool. And, you know, some people are getting other podcasts started up. And hopefully we can keep this one going, you know, for a long, long time. For who knows. Yeah. And hopefully we can come back and see it still going and, like, you know, be like, oh, hey, like, that's we the show that we started up. <laughs> but anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in as always. I don't know who your new hosts are going to be, but... Thank you for everything that you've done for us. Hope to see you soon.